It's Thursday, March 12, 2009. Copenhagen on ice, not nice. Obama's EPA reverses Bush's EPA yet again and again. And again? And again. Plus, Mr. Jones goes to Washington. All that and much more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this is your Green News Report. All right, Desi, bring us the green news. Big news out of Copenhagen this week. How Clim- big? Yeah, very big. Climate scientists are presenting new research at what is considered the precursor to upcoming international treaty negotiations for the next phase of Kyoto, which will also be in Copenhagen next December. Very cold. The newest research is rather startling, though. The first study out of the gate says the UN's climate change panel, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC for short, may have seriously underestimated the rise in sea level we may get by 2100. Oh, now see, here we go again. They underestimated. Every time we do reports on this every week, they've underestimated and now there is a new study. I'll tell you what the new study is and then I'll explain why it was underestimated. And I'll complain about it after. Okay, you bet. The British Antarctic Survey says sea ice around Greenland and Antarctica is melting faster than they previously estimated. Now they warn that coastal areas around the world because of this are now at great risk of devastating floods. Low-lying areas like Bangladesh and Florida could be completely inundated and they say that most of the world's major coastal cities will need to invest in massive flood defenses. Now their predictions are backed up by similar findings earlier this year from our U.S. Geological Survey. Now, there's another Copenhagen conference study that's out. Our very own scientists at the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Agency, NOAA for short, are saying that global warming has reached even the depths of the Antarctic Ocean. That's hard to say. They took the ocean's temperature all over the world from floor to surface, and they compared it to data on those same routes over the last 10 years. Now, they say that their results surprised even them. And now the Australians have to get in on the act. The Center for Australian Weather and Climate Research study this week says Greenland and Antarctic land ice sheets are melting faster than predicted as well. Now, the common thread from all these studies, if you haven't yet figured it out, is that that projected sea level rise is now estimated to be about 3 to 5 feet by 2100, not the maximum of 2 feet that was predicted by the IPC back okay, in 2007. No, I, okay, now I think what the uh, th- common thread here is the fact that these scientists keep missing it. They have to keep revising their studies. Well, I they have to explain why. keep saying it's worse than it was before. And mind you, uh, you mentioned uh, losing uh, coastal, uh, well, losing Florida. Yeah. No big deal there. Yet, <laughs> I, the fact that they can't get it right, when do we start questioning the fact that these scientists can't get it right, they have to keep revising their studies. Well, they keep revising their studies because they know even more now how all of these elements work together. Now, the IPCC very pointedly... More than they did last year. Yes, this is why. The IPCC did not include the Greenland or Antarctic ice sheets in their calculations. Why? That's because at the time, the scientists said, and I quote, the dynamics of polar ice were poorly understood. Now, some other people say there were some political considerations that went in it as well. Now, they say they have a much better idea Uh of how it all works together. And just for example, if Greenland, the ice sheet that stands on Greenland right now, land ice, if that were to melt completely, sea levels would rise by 23 feet. And we lose Florida. And we lose Florida. All right. And that's not including the Antarctic land ice sheet, but we'll get to that another okay, time. Okay, I'll look the other way for now. We'll wait for t- next week's story when we hear about how they've underestimated it yet again. <laughs> the Obama administration's Environmental Protection Agency is moving quickly to reverse the EPA from the Bush administration. This week, they've proposed a national registry system for major polluters to report their carbon dioxide emissions. This would focus on direct emissions resources like cement and iron and steel production, electricity generation. They say it'll cover, hopefully, 
about 85% of the greenhouse gases emitted in the country. Now, the EPA... I don't understand what that means. They're going to... Explain that to They're me. going to require companies right. that are energy-intensive and polluting industries to voluntarily report their emissions. Now, some, I think, 42, 41 or 42 states already have a voluntary requirement. They're going to make this mandatory. I see. It's mandatory that they voluntarily... That's kind of what it'll be. Now, the EPA is also moving forward on the Supreme Court decision in Massachusetts versus EPA. The court ordered the Bush administration to determine whether CO2 endangered the public. And it looks like from a leaked document that came out yesterday that the EPA is going to move forward on that so-called endangerment finding. That's good That news. will allow California and other states to move forward with their waiver to establish tougher emissions regulations for cars. Now, this is also in conjunction with a little provision tucked into the budget bill Obama signed yesterday that reverses a bush regulation returns us to the 1986 standard for public disclosure of toxic chemical spills. Isn't that nice? Well, that is good. Yeah, but unfortunately... Was it good in 86? It was good in 86. Bush administration reversed it so that uh, it was basically a huge threshold to require companies to actually report. Now it's back to the lower threshold so the, t- the public can actually be informed. Now it's back to the mandatory voluntary. Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> and then, but sadly, unfortunately, a bill to designate two million acres in nine states as protected wilderness was defeated in the House by two votes. Very good. Well, she two. got Oh, the Obama administration announced this week the appointment of Van Jones, the environmental activist, author, and founder of the nonprofit Green for All. He's going to be the very first White House special advisor for green jobs, enterprise, and innovation. Green for All is based in Oakland, and it focuses on bringing green jobs to at-risk neighborhoods. And I know a lot of people are really excited about this. I've seen this guy. I think it was on C-SPAN. He's great. This is very exciting. All good news. Sorry. There's one more thing. You've got to go online to our website to see this video of a Fox News anchor getting totally schooled by a Republican senator on earmarks. Check it out at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report.